It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into another edition of Outside the Box being brought to you by Raising Canes. We're back after being off last week, and it was certainly a busy week for the Lincoln Stars. Three games in four days, and they took two of those three games. Last Wednesday, defeated Tri-City by a 5-3 score, defeated the Des Moines Buccaneers. After that, a really close game on Black Friday, 3-2, before falling to Sioux Falls on the road. Five to three. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by the head coach of the Stars, Rocky Russo. And Rocky, how are we doing here today? Certainly feels like winter outside, doesn't it? Yeah, I think we've got. Uh, I think we've got full-fledged winter there. We had some snow so. sticking. Uh, it was cold. It was uh, windy this morning. Certainly not my favorite type of weather. That's for sure, Joel. But it's certainly hockey weather, and we're. I think a lot of people are starting to get into that hockey mood right now. If they weren't already, let's talk about last week. Three games in four days, and. It's something you and I touched on at length that had a professional feel to it. Three different teams that you guys faced. What were your takeaways from the week? You know what? Obviously, we had a tough weekend last weekend in Waterloo, and, and uh, I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong on Friday. The bus was two hours late. Our meal was off schedule, and, and we just we never really found our footing that day. And uh, we lost a nail-biter 2-1 to one the, the next night, and so... It was great, actually, for us to be able to get right back on the horse and, and play on Wednesday, and, and uh, you're able to kind of get that, that bad taste out of your mouth after a tough weekend, and, and we found a way to get a big 5-3 win at home against a, a really good Tri-City club, and, uh, you know, that, that led us into Thanksgiving, and, and the guys were feeling good again. It was a lot of fun to start it off a, a Thanksgiving tra- tradition for the Stars. I've learned that it's been to play that night before. I kind of like that. I think it's a little fun. The house was packed that night, made for a fun evening at the Icebox. Yeah, that we, we didn't have it on the schedule last year, but that's something that they've traditionally done here in, in Lincoln, and I think something we're going to do moving forward. But it did put a little crimp in my, my Thanksgiving preparation. It took me a little okay. bit longer on, on Thursday to get some things done. Actually, pregame Wednesday afternoon, I was – making cranberry sauce and, and really? uh, pumpkin roll and, and making sure that stuff was done because uh, I knew that I wasn't going to have as much time there uh, to do it in, on Thursday morning. Did you find a way somewhere in the icebox to find an oven or a stovetop to get something started? Or was this, no, this just no, sneaking no. home? Or? When I got home after morning skate, I was able to uh, to get that stuff done. And uh, my daughter, is uh, she loves to help in the kitchen. So uh, she's learning how to cook and, and uh, she... She wanted, I was going to go out and, and hang some more Christmas lights on, on uh, Wednesday. And she said, come on, Daddy, we got to do the pumpkin roll first. So um, <laughs> so we, we got the pumpkin roll done, and, and I went out and got the rest of the Christmas lights hung up and, and then uh, headed over to the rink for the game. You'll end to my next question. I was going to say, what were your responsibilities for Thanksgiving? Uh, were you were, what, what parts of the meal were you making? Everything but stuffing. Really? My wife makes the stuffing. She makes her, uh, her parents' recipe, and I do the rest. Um, I, I'm the one that cooks in the house and, and, uh, not because she doesn't want to, she'd be more than happy to do it. But I was raised in, uh, in a house where my dad did the the bulk of the cooking. My family owned a restaurant when I was young and, uh, I learned a lot from my grandma and, and from my dad. And, um, it's something that, that I enjoy doing. I go home after work every day and play with the kids and then I make dinner and, uh, kind of just, I can step away from, from work and from everything Mm -hmm. else that's going on unless, 
our GM's ringing me on the phone there while I'm cooking. Uh, but a little he, hard to do both. Well, the AirPods make it easy these days, but uh, <laughs> but he knows that that I'm generally the one cooking, so he'll call and say, "Are you making dinner?" I'll say, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, I wanted to make sure you weren't eating yet." But um, no, I I enjoy it, and so I made uh, uh, we had a we had a smoked turkey. Um, we had uh, green bean casserole. My wife made the stuffing. I made mashed potatoes. We had some corn. We had some uh, honey butter biscuits, and uh, and then we had some brownies and uh, and uh, some pumpkin roll for for dessert. So it was uh, it was a great uh, great night, and and uh, really enjoyed just kind of taking uh, taking a step away from from hockey and uh, taking some time to be grateful for uh, for all the things that I'm very fortunate to have. We need a cooking with Ronky Russo show here pretty soon. I was going to say, I, I, this is something I did not know, so this is pretty exciting. Well, let me ask you this. If you had to cook your best meal, what would it be? Oh, the homemade sauce and, and homemade meatballs, that uh, that that uh, recipe. It's funny because my, my grandma made her sauce a certain way, and my dad had, had two brothers, and, and uh, those all three of them made their sauce a little bit different. Uh, they all made their meatballs a little bit different, and, and I kind of did the same thing. I took uh, their recipes and, and tweaked them a little bit and, uh, and kind of made them my own as well. So um, I, I can make you pretty much anything, but, uh, but the meatballs are... The meatballs are are high end restaurant quality for sure. You're Italian, so you know that's one of those things that it's. You know, I'd imagine there'd be a signature dish in there, but that, not surprised to hear that at all. So when my jersey got sold there at uh, our uh, Wounded Warrior, uh, whatever it was, yeah, for military the, night, yeah, with Nebraska Warriors. Night. So um, the jersey, the jersey went for a pretty high amount of money. Hardest um, on the team. Yeah, uh, and uh, I had to, I had to promise a. Uh, a baker's dozen of of my homemade meatballs with that i did he it was funny those guys are great they sit in the front row at all of our games and and he's like uh i was going back and forth 2400 2500 2600 Mm -hmm. he goes coach i'll go to 2700 but you got to make me some meatballs and i said all right done (laughs) um so i actually have his meatballs i'm gonna i'm gonna bring them to uh to the game there uh um, this weekend, and and uh, he'll be able to try out the Russo meatballs. Should be really exciting, I imagine. <laughs> if you want to be part of Outside the Box this evening, give us a call on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 402-464-5685. Text us on the Sarder Hammond text line, same number, 402-464-5685. And whether you have questions about uh, Stars head coach Rocky Russo's cooking, maybe about the Stars' great play as of late, uh, wh- whatever it be, we'd love to have you as, as a part of the show. So let's talk about Lincoln right now. As there's, they've got a couple of big games coming up this weekend against the Fargo Force. Friday night is going to be $2 night at the Icebox. Beers, hot dogs, and soda are all available for $2. And then on Saturday, it's Superhero Night and Guys Night Out. You can purchase a McDonald's four-pack to get four tickets and two inflatable hockey sticks for $65. You can get tickets for both games at LincolnStars.com. And Rocky, whatever the promotion is, you shouldn't need to pump these two games up too much. It's first place in the Western Conference versus second place. The Stars win both games in regulation. They jump into first place, and they're taking on the Fargo Force. Not a lot you need to say about this matchup, is there? No, I mean, it's a it's a fun weekend, and, and obviously it's still early on in the year. We're not we're not going to win a Clark Cup or lose a Clark Cup this weekend, depend upon what happens. So we'll keep that in perspective. But uh, it's exciting, you know. We're we're getting close to uh, the third, first third of the season being done, and and uh, you know we're hanging around right there in second place. They've they've kind of bounced back and forth with us. We've been in first. They've been in first, and um, that that Waterloo weekend hurt us a little bit. But uh, 
it's always a great opportunity when uh, when a club like them comes to our building. We uh, they've had a great record on the road too, uh, so that's something that uh, they're certainly not intimidated to play away from their building. And and for us, we need to make sure and take advantage of uh, of what the ice box brings. We need to pack it up and uh, and make it loud and and have our fans be a big part of our success. You mentioned the force points in each of their last eight games, five game winning streak, seven one zero and two in their last ten. The Stars are on a streak of their own, six consecutive wins at home ice, and like you said, packing the ice box is so important. Haven't lost at home since the home opener. Everyone knows this, that you usually play better on home ice than on the road, but has there been anything maybe you've noticed that's been different in home games compared to road games for you guys? No, I, I mean, aside from the fact that uh, we, we went a little stretch there where we just didn't have very good starts. Uh, we didn't have good first periods, and, and uh, you know, it's it's hard if you, if you put yourself into a little bit of a hole, and we did that in Tri-City, obviously. We did that in Waterloo. Obviously, we got we got out of the the first period, but we were under siege, um, and uh, and the goals that they probably should have scored in the first period, they scored in the second period. But um, you know, I thought our start on uh, on Friday in Des Moines was much much better, and uh, and we had some energy. We were really kind of controlling the pace of play, and you know, for us, we have to we have to learn, and and that's the biggest the hardest thing for people to understand is you have to learn how to play away from home. You have to learn how to play on the road. It's a different mentality. It's a different approach. Your schedule changes. You're not, uh, you don't have your same routine and, uh, and teams that are able to adjust and, and succeed and play well on the road are, are generally championship contenders. Absolutely. And you know, you talk about some of those slow starts, but overcoming them great start that game against Des Moines. And that was a fun game this past Friday. I want to touch on that. I, I loved, obviously any win at home is a ton of fun, but that game with Des Moines was great. I thought there was only four combined penalties between the two teams. Officials were letting them go. And that was really good hockey for what would generally, I think a fan would look at that and you say it's a low scoring game, but you know, both teams were going at it all night long. And there wasn't exactly one goal in that game that was just you know a brilliant shot or anything it was kind of you were getting to the right spots you were scoring greasy goals you put a puck on that sometimes it went in as well well how did you enjoy that one as much as I did this past Friday you know what uh, what I enjoyed was how refreshing it was to just have an official let us play and uh call the call the penalties he had to call that were affecting the game um but but not calling every little ticky tack thing that that wasn't you know if it doesn't change possession if it doesn't cause a scoring chance, if if it uh, if it isn't a, a type of play that could cause an injury, like mm-hmm. you know, let's let those things go for the most part and and let the let the boys play. And and I thought he did a fantastic job of that on Friday and uh, kind of let it be settled in a five on five manner. I think each team might have had two power plays, but um, we were able to to play for the most part a a pretty straight up game, and and that's fun. One of the guys who was a big reason for the victory that night was Tanner Ludke, and boy, is he on a roll right now. He's got goals in four consecutive games, five goals in that span, six goals in his last six. Rocky, what's like one element of his game that you've really noticed that stood out that maybe fans might not think of that's led to so much success? You know, Tanner's Tanner's uh, ability to hold on to pucks in traffic and, and with, a, with a guy draped on him and and be poised and patient and, and wait until the right play is there is something that's really, really special in his game. Most guys, if they, if they have heavy pressure on them, they're going to, they're going to move the puck. They're going to dump the puck. They're going to turn the puck over, not Tanner. Tanner will hold on to it. He'll protect it. He'll box guys out. 
and uh, and his hands are excellent in those tight spaces. So he's able to make plays around bodies, under sticks, through legs, and, and continue to maintain possession while he's doing it. So that's a part of his game that has really grown. His shot has dramatically changed in, in the, the calendar year. When we had him last year, um, he had a good shot, but now he has a bit of a lethal shot. Like he's... It comes off his stick differently than it did a year ago, and that's you know that's development. That's him really working hard all year last year during high school, and and even at the end of the year, he didn't shoot the puck the way he does now. He had a great summer. He's stronger now. His skating has improved, and uh, and he's just got an incredible amount of confidence, especially since being named to the uh, the Junior A Challenge team for for Team USA. That uh, that he'll be participating here in in a couple weeks, and. Um, Man, just watching Tanner's growth and development has been really, really fun from our perspective. It's been so fun to watch him, especially lately. 11 goals to lead the Stars this season. He's been a phenomenal part of this season to this point. You mentioned he'll be having the World Junior A's coming up as well. That's around the corner. We're going to have a few guys who, and not to mention athletic trainer, equipment manager, Corey Courtney will also be gone. We're kind of into that point of the season where you're going to have some guys out for a little bit of a stretch, and you've gotten a chance to bring in some new guys to kind of feel them out a little bit. Uh, Jack Picard and Fran Swan de Villiers, a couple of affiliates who came up. What really stood out about them, and what can fans take away from what they saw from them this past weekend? Well, I I, I know both players, obviously. I had a little bit of a better feel for, for Francois because he practiced with us and played a couple games last year. Uh, Jack was a draft pick of ours this past year, but he did practice with us last year. So um, I think they're both very talented. Francois is a a smooth skating, smart player. He makes good decisions with the puck. Um, he's he's uh, headsy and, and patient and uh, somebody that's going to be a very effective defenseman for us in the future. And and Jack Picard is, is an offensive-minded player that plays hard and heavy. Uh, he was finishing all his checks while he played for us and, and defending well, blocked some pucks. So, both of those guys have really, really bright futures here in Lincoln in the USHL and, and then long-term in, at the NCAA Division One level. We're chatting Lincoln Stars Hockey here on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Outside the Box being brought to you by Raising Canes. The Stars sitting three points out of first place in the Western Conference, won two of three games last weekend, and take on the team ahead of them in the standings. The Fargo Force this weekend, Friday and Saturday at the Icebox. And as we mentioned before, you can get your tickets at lincolnstars.com. Rocky, we saw a couple of guys move to a center position due to some injuries, due to some personnel changes last weekend. Um, Mason Marcellus moved from left wing to center. You've noted he's a natural center. He's played that a lot. Brennan Ali was another guy who moved into the centerman role partly once Marcellus got hurt. How did they do shifting roles? Because although you mentioned Marcellus is a natural center, he spent a lot of time on the wing. What did you take away from those two moving up and stepping up as well for the Stars? Those guys are actually both natural centers, and and Brennan Brennan is a center. I mean, the Detroit Red Wings see him as a center in the National Hockey League, and and uh, um, the one thing we have is a lot of flexibility when it comes to our forward group because. You know, you've got the guys that are playing in the middle on a regular basis, Tanner and Keaton and and Kloves. Um, but but then you know whether it's Jared Mangan, whether it's Michael Messick, whether it's now Mason or or Brennan Ali, those guys are all also very capable and comfortable. They've played center their whole lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the bigger transition for me has has been watching Mason become so good at being a winger and Brennan Ali 
becoming so good at at handling his wall and making plays. That was something he struggled with when he joined us last year. He was with us for close to a month during the the uh, spring break there from his prep school and. Um, he played pretty much exclusively winger with us while he was here, and and he had a hard time with that wall. It's it's light years faster than prep school hockey, and he'd been playing center all year, and and so I talked to him um, after main camp, and I said, hey, you're gonna play both. I want you to really focus on on getting better on the wall, and I said whether it's at Notre Dame. Uh, or eventually in, in the National Hockey League, you're probably going to have to play both positions, and, and I want you to be able to be comfortable in, in both roles. And um, We felt like what he was providing as a winger was something that was really important to our success. Same thing with Mason. Um, but those guys can easily make the transition back to center and be very effective. And Brennan, it feels like this year, if he's not flying through the neutral zone, he's been battling on a lot of battles along the wall. We've seen him there a lot, so it seems like he's really progressed in that way you asked him to. Yes, and and that's, you know, I like him on the wing because he's such a powerful, fast skater that he can push the D back. I love watching him fly down the, the, the wall with the puck and turn the D with his feet and uh, do all the things that Brennan does, but he's also... You know, he's good down low defensively as a center. He's very good on his face-offs and, and wins a lot of draws. And, and uh, so he's a he's a reliable guy that, that's flexible and, and can do both. He's actually played left wing and right wing for us yeah. as well. So um, being able to play all three positions up front is, is pretty special. Extremely versatile. And going back to Marcellus, I think fans are probably curious about this since he was out on Saturday. How's he doing his recovery? He's, he's day-to-day. He's day-to-day. He got hurt in uh i think his second to last shift in the game against des moines and and uh we actually had that penalty to kill right at the very end of the game and and uh he said to me he goes i'll go i'll go i'll just i'll win the draw and we'll get it out and and uh i said are you sure he said yeah i'll go so he did and and uh i wasn't aware of of the the extent of the injury um he is injured but i'd I'd call him more hurt than Mm -hmm. injured uh, I suspect if we had a playoff game today, he would he would suit up and play. Um, but we're going to make sure we're careful with, with him. And, and uh, much like we were with Danny Sambuco, much like we were with Brennan Ali, uh, these guys' health and, and long-term uh, um, injury uh, issues are, are far more important than any one, one particular game. So uh, I'm optimistic that Mason may be ready for this weekend. But... Uh, if he's not, then then someone else will step up and, and play well for us. Presents another guy an opportunity, to say the least. And a lot of guys have been a little bit banged up. Doug Grimes has missed some action as well. Kind of just that time of the year. It seems like that wear and tear adds up after a while. And sometimes, it's like you said, it's just easier to give them a break. We've really missed Doug. Obviously, Doug got a suspension for a, for a, a hit from behind. And Sioux City served three-game suspension. He came back and in his first game got injured again. Um, and he's now been out uh, for our last three games. I don't know when Doug will be back. Um, we're we're taking it slow with Doug as well, mm-hmm. just to make sure that that he's healthy. He is feeling better. I met with him today, and and uh, he seems to look more like himself and and uh, feeling pretty good. But uh, I I don't know where where exactly Doug is on his recovery timeline. But uh, when he's ready, he'll be back in the lineup. Jimmy Jurisov has been banged up as well, but one guy who's been skating a lot more is Henry Nelson. It's got to be nice to seeing him back out there a lot more. 
Jimmy Jimmy is uh, probably another week and a half to two weeks, and he'll get his cast off. He dislocated his thumb uh, against Omaha a few weeks ago, and and uh, that's a tough injury because it's uh, I believe it's his top hand uh, on his stick, and and uh, he's got a there's like you just can't play if you if you can't control the stick with your top hand, and um, you know so he'll he'll be back here soon enough when that cast comes off, he should be ready to go and. Henry, uh, if all things continue progressing, should be back in the lineup here very, very soon. That's exciting to hear as well. Looking to make his season debut. I want to talk about some of the guys we have coming up here in a little bit, Rocky. Uh, Marion Mosco and Michael Messick will join us around the jump. Mosco, last Wednesday, got the game-winning goal, first USHL goal. And after that game, you said that he had played his best game of the season. I felt like that carried into the weekend as well. What's been going right for him lately? Marion's turn in the corner you know it's it's one of those incremental steps that all these first year guys take and um, he's becoming more confident with with his defending uh, he's closing quicker he's handling rushes better he's um, making more plays out of our end and and uh, getting pucks to the net quicker in the offensive zone confident in his transition game and and so that's that's enabled us to trust him more and give him more ice time and, and he's really done a nice job of that and Michael's a guy that, you know, we, we certainly expect a lot from, but he's also a USHL rookie. He did play junior hockey last year, but uh, but it's a big step, even from the North American Hockey League to the USHL, and, and uh, he scored a big goal for us on, on Saturday night, and he's contributing quite a bit on the power play and, and uh, finding his footing as well, and, and so he's a guy that we expect to have a big second half. Yeah, Messick, one goal and four assists in his first 13 games, a goal and five assists in the last seven games. So nice to see him progressing as well. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll have those two join us, Michael Messick and Marion Mosco joining us around the corner. This is Outside the Box being brought to you by Raising Canes on 93.7 The Ticket.